Chapter Fourteen of A Bayard from Bengal by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Fourteen: A Grand Finish. Happy Aurora is a happy Aurora. Hip 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 hurrah hurrah. Doctor Ramkinu Dutt of Chittagong on the summit of the grandstand might have been observed groups of spectators eagerly awaiting the finish conspicuous amongst them were princess petunia most sumptuously attired and her parent merchant prince jones and close by duke and duchess dickinson following the classic contest through binocular glasses poojah will prove to be the winner no it is milky way they are neck or nothing it will be a deceased heat exclaimed the excited populaces and the beauteous petunia was as if seated upon the spike of suspense since mr bosch's success was a sine qua non of their union suddenly came the glad shout the favourite takes the cake with a canter and duchess dickinson became pallid with anguish for rich as she was she could ill afford to become the loser of a cool million the shout was strictly voracious for mr bosch was ruling the roast by half a head and poojah was correspondingly behind Mokte virtute cried princess petunia in the silvery tones of a highly bred bell while she violently agitated her sun umbrella oh my beloved bindabun do not fall behind at eleven o'clock and as though in answer to this appeal which he did not overhear she beheld her triumphant suitor saluting the empress of his soul with uplifted jockey-cap alack it was the fatal piece of politeness since to avoid falling off he was compelled to moderate the speed of his racer while performing it and juggins either repenting his good nature or unable any longer to restrain the impetuosity of poojah was carried first past the winning pole mr bosch following on milky way as the bad second at this the princess petunia emitted a doleful scream like freedom which as some poet informs us squeaked when kokiusko a japanese gentleman fell and suspended her animation for several minutes while the duchess grinned a horrible ghastly smile as described by poet milton in paradise lost at mr bosch's shocking defeat and her own gain of a million though all true sportsmen present deeply sympathized with our hero that he should be thus wrecked in sight of port on account of an ordinary act of courtesy to a female but mr bosch preserved his withers as unwrung as though he possessed the height of a rhinoceros honourable sir said he addressing the judge i humbly beg permission to claim this derby race and lodge an objection against my antagonist on what grounds was the naturally astonished rejoinder on the grounds deliberately replied chunder bindabun that he surreptitiously did pull his horse's head juggins was too dumbfounded to reply to the accusation and several spectators came forward to testify that they had personally witnessed him curbing his steed and it being contrary to the lex non scripta of turf etiquette to pull at a horse's head when he is winning juggins was very ignominiously plucked by the jockey's club the duchess made the desperate attempt to argue that if juggins was a pot mr bosch was a kettle of equally dark complexion since he also had reined up before attaining the goal but chunder bindabun was able to easily show that he had done so not with any intention to forfeit his stakes but merely to salute his betrothed whereas juggins had pulled to prevent his horse from achieving the conquest 
so to mr bosch's inexpressible delight the derby cup full as an egg with golden sovereigns was awarded to him and the notorious blue ribbon was pinned by the judge upon his proud and heaving bosom but as he was reverting highly elated to the sight of his beloved amidst the acclamations of the multitude the disreputable juggins had the audacity to pluck his elbow and demand the promised quid pro quo for what service inquired chunderbindaban in amazement why did you not promise me the moiety of your fortune honourable sir was the reply if i allowed you to be the winner mr bosch was of an exceptionally mild just disposition but such a piece of cheeky chicanery as this aroused his fiercest indignation and rendered him cross as two sticks oh contemptible trickster he said in terrific tones my promise as thou knowest well was on condition that i was first past the winning pole whereas owing to thy perfidy i was only the bad second do not attempt to hunt with the hare and run with hounds depart to lower regions and juggins slinked into obscurity with fallen chops benevolent and forbearing readers this unassuming tale is near its finis owing to his brilliant success at the derby mr bosch was now rolling on cash and as the prediction of the astrologer royale was fulfilled there was no longer any objection to his union with the princess jones with whom he accordingly contracted holy matrimony and now lives in great splendour at shepherd's bush since all his friends earnestly besought him that he was not to return to india he therefore naturalized himself as a full-blooded british and therefore adopted a coat of arms from the family herald with a splendidly lofty crest and the motto sans puer et sans reproche not being funky myself i do not reproach others with said failing free translation but what of the wicked duchess i have to record that being unable to pay the welsher her bet of a million pounds she was solemnly pronounced a bankruptess and incarcerated by a striking instance of the tit-for-tat of fate in the identical old bailey cell to which she had consigned chunderbindabun and in her case the jailer's fair daughter miss caroline did not exhibit the same soft-heartedness mr bosch and his princess bride being both of highly magnanimous idiosyncrasies for some time visited their relentless foe in her captivity carrying her fruit and flowers and sweets of inexpensive qualities but were received in such a cold stand-offish style that they soon discontinued such thankless civilities as for milky way she is still hale and flourishing though she has never since displayed the phenomenal speed of her first and probably her last derby race she may often be seen in the vicinity of shepherd's bush harnessed to a small basket chaise in which are mr and mrs bosch and some of their blooming progenies here with the public's kind permission we will leave them and although this trivial and unpretentious romance can claim no merit except its undeviating fidelity to nature i shall venture to think that for sheer excitement and brilliancy of composition etc it will be found by all candid judges to compare rather favourably with more showy and meretricious fictions by overrated english novelists end of a bayard from bengal n b i cannot conscientiously recommend the indulgent reader to proceed any further for reasons which should he do so will be obvious h b j end of chapter fourteen read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com